And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Mile High Green Cross. Sign up for their loyalty program today and you will receive 20% off once per month. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And on this episode, I wanted to take some time to do just a good old-fashioned Q&A with Rockies fans out there in the world. We are broadcasting this live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube right now. I'm uh, going to try to start doing these more uh, at noon, probably on, uh, may, probably more on Wednesdays and Fridays moving forward here. If you're looking for some time, you can come in and join us on any of those platforms. I should be able to see your comments and questions and respond to them. Uh, and, and so, yeah, even though there's not a whole lot of actual baseball to talk about, uh, I figure there are still quite a few questions about uh, what this season's going to look like, particularly how it's going to look for the Rockies and with some of their uh, issues both on and off the field. And that's kind of where I wanted to get us started as people are still coming in here for the live and um, you know getting ready to ask some questions here. And it's one I've gotten from a number of different people. Uh, sorry, I can't shout out all your names. R- really, honestly, most of the regulars, you know who you are. Um, and the question is basically this, how, when the season returns, let's assume there's going to be baseball this year. Uh, we know whatever that will be is going to look different. It's going to be a weird season, no matter what, whether they try to squeeze in 162 games or they, they cut it down, whatever it is. You know, the divisions might be different. There might not be any fans. And so the question, really, the biggest storyline for the Rockies, you know, that's that's obviously not health and all the real world stuff, is how does this impact the Nolan Arenado situation? Because before all of this happened, right, here's where we were. <clears throat> for a quick reminder for anyone, who, I'm not going to run through the events again. I'm just going to say basically that, The Rockies had, it it seemed to me like this is what was about to play out. The Rockies were going to give themselves this season. Nolan's under contract. He's not going to quit on them. He's going to be mad and upset and and say things to the media, apparently, at times. But he's not going to quit on them. They know that. They're not forced to trade him. They weren't going to trade him unless something really ridiculous came along. They were going to play out the season and see how it went. Their thinking being... Well, if we play really well, he's going to forget about all of this. It'll turn out he's been in the postseason three or four years, and we win the day, and we'll put all of this behind us, and no one will care because we're winning. 
And if it goes the other way and we have a really bad year, then we know he's going to be kind of done with us. And maybe that's more of an incentive to trade him. And he's such a good player that it's not like they're going to lose leverage in the meantime. Right. So that was kind of their, it was a wait and see moment. And I had talked a lot about how in particular the first month of the year was going to be incredibly important for the Colorado Rockies. But here's what's weird now. It's like when they come back, I, I'm starting to feel almost like the opposite because I don't know how many conclusions Nolan Arenado, success or failure, is going to be able to draw about the Colorado Rockies organization based on their ability to compete this year, right? Like, let's let's take three sort of extreme scenarios, right? On the low end, they're terrible. They come in last in whatever division they are, uh, and, and they're one of the five, let's say, six worst teams in Major League Baseball, which I think is even technically worse than they were last year, right? Um, now, I could see under that scenario Nolan going, look, it was all weird and it was whatever, but also, you know, if they're not playing games in Colorado and the team isn't winning and there's all this other weird stuff – I can see him going, yeah, you know, this just isn't working out. But even then, I can see him going, you know, that was super weird. And we're going to let it play out. And I don't want to be the guy who comes out, you know, if the season is played out and it ends in October, that doesn't mean that all of us are out of the woods. Well, more than likely, if that gets to happen, it will happen without fans. And so I don't think Nolan Arenado wants to be a guy who, during a winter where people are still very much struggling with this and the country probably still isn't 100% reopened. I could be wrong about that. But it's I still it'll be in the immediate aftermath. Like, life isn't going to be back to completely normal. And him coming out next November and December and saying, see, I told you so the Rockies suck. I want to play somewhere else. Seems unlikely. And, and I don't think it would be received well, um, you know, and, and it may still be in, in everyone's interest to try to come together and make some sort of amicable separation here. But you know, and going the other way, let's say the Rockies are either right in the middle, then you're just totally stuck. You don't know what to do. If they're a mediocre team in a really weird year, I don't know what conclusions you draw from that. But even if they're great, like if they win a division that has the Cubs and the A's and the Giants and the Diamondbacks in it, and they win that division, and then they maybe even get into a second round or whatever the postseason looks like because they get hot at the right time and Marquez and Gray are pitching really well and, you know, everybody's kind of hitting and, and, and doing their thing. Is no one going to turn around and go, well, I was wrong. Actually, before all of this happened, the Rockies had built the talent to be perennial contenders. And I expect that the success from this super weird and condensed season is going to continue into the future. I, I really have no idea how you draw conclusions from that either. Um, but ultimately... I think it's going to be even, and I may be reading way in between the lines here, but Nolan did release a statement at the beginning all of this of all of this and said something about kind of putting things in perspective. And again, I might be reading through the lines just a bit much, but I think, you know, 
getting paid a whole lot of money to play on a team that doesn't have the resources or maybe the knowledge base to build the way you think they should, you know, just isn't that huge of a problem. Um, I think we all come out of this whole thing with a little bit of a different mindset. And so it's going to be very difficult. It's going to come down to the person. And and that's what's so interesting about this game. It, there's your human element. Forget about umpires calling balls and strikes in a totally ridiculous fashion. You want human element in the game of baseball. This is it. How does one of the most important players in the game today and one of the most important and best players in the history of an organization respond after an event like this and to what extent are his priorities before this going to be the same as they were after? Um, At what point does business get back to normal for these guys? At what point does trading players and, and all of that even makes sense. And um, that, that was the other thing I wanted to get into here. But since this is a QA, and uh, I'll go ahead and and jump in here. Will's got a question. If the schedule gets down to, say, less than 120 games playing in Phoenix and Florida, what type of roster rule changes would you like to see? I would add a universal DH and expand the MLB roster to 30 and set a 26 active game day roster. I love all of those changes. I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I think you've got to do universal DH. Um, and I think that that's coming anyway. And, you know, it's almost like with the electronic strike zone. I think both of those things are coming. Uh, you may as well implement them now during a season that's going to be super weird anyway. Um, you just rip the Band-Aid off on all of those things. So yes, universal DH, um, electronic strike zone. I'm with you on the rosters. I might even say, depending on what they do, you're saying less than 120 games. Um, you know, in how much time is there going to be, you, you know, are, are there going to be a bunch of double headers? Cause if there's going to be a bunch of double headers, or maybe if you say on days that where there are double headers, it's a 27 man roster. And, and so, you know, something like that. Um, it, it's, but we're, we're in the same neighborhood here. I think we're working on the same basic concepts. Um, what else outside of like roster and rules stuff uh, could you do? I, I think those would probably be the main ones. Yeah. If I think of anything else, I'll, I'll as we're going through here, I'll let you know. But I feel like you've pretty much got it nailed down there. Um, you'd have to limit probably if, uh, you know, on days when there are 27 man rosters, you've got to limit how many pitchers you can carry stuff like that. Uh, you don't want games getting totally out of control there, no. but yeah. And, uh, Jacobs Riley asks, does losing a season hurt teams with big names and contracts or teams trying to develop their farm? I mean, yeah, and, and one of the ways getting sort of back to the Nolan Arenado conversation, and, and this applies to everybody, but this counts as a year on their contract. So Nolan will be, whether games are played or not, uh, or just a handful of games are, Nolan will be one year closer, and, and at the end of this season, he'll, be, he'll have one year left before he can opt out. 
right? The the famous, infamous, I should say, opt-out on his contract uh, will come after the 2021 year. And so that that hurts the Rockies because it cuts down their ability to prove to him that they can compete uh, however much they're losing this season. And yeah, you know, farm teams that are trying to grow those guys is a year of development. It's very difficult to use a, lose a full year of development on, on top prospects at a time, you, you know, at this particular time. If you had a guy who was getting ready to make his major league debut, now that's even rougher. For example, a guy like Brendan Rodgers is losing extraordinarily valuable development time and uh, you know that's that's brutal it's and he's getting and like the rest of us he's getting older you know um so it's uh yeah probably across the board that stuff evens out a little bit some teams have more guys on you know big contracts who they're basically paying to get a year closer to free agency or being able to opt out uh, some teams have stronger farm systems, um, you, you know, that are, that are losing out on that year of development. That probably hurts more, though, honestly, now that I think about it. I, I think losing out, if you've got a really good farm system right now, um, you're losing a year of development on a whole bunch of players. And, you know, it's it's really difficult to get that back at that age. Uh, those are extraordinarily valuable years and it's tough when you interrupt them. You see it when it happens with guys that get hurt. Um, it's just tough, man. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, Adam says, do you know if options based on games played would vest? What a fascinating question. I don't know the details of that. In fact, I'm not even sure if the details of that have been worked out because I still think that there's a mindset out there that they will get in 162 games. And this is part of the reason why is to some of it's just uh, selfishness, honestly, but some of it really is like things like this. It, it, it makes it would really complicate contracts like Shaw is supposed to reach and shoot. I'd have to look again. I believe it was 40 appearances and his contract would vest. But if we're playing an 80-game season, now you know now it's really unlikely he's going to make 40 appearances. He wasn't going to appear in half the games the Rockies played anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, I I don't know the answer to that. I will try to find out the answer to that. But my guess is that that's being worked out. And if they get in 162 games, things will stay. If they have to play a truncated season. Honestly, I, I, it's going to be tough to get the players' union to to agree to any kind of scaling down of those kinds of things. So it's kind of like with the contracts because of the way they've already worked out how how like pay will work. That um, you know that like I said earlier, that Nolan is now a year closer to being able to opt out. Anyone who was set to be a free agent, this is going to hurt some teams. Um, I'd have to look at the list again, but all the guys who were set to be big free agents this upcoming offseason are still going to be free agents this upcoming offseason. And so my mother asked, you know, what about the trade deadlines? 
and and they're going to have to set that you know that'll all have to be determined i presume when they decide when baseball can actually come back how many games there will be if they're gonna try to squeeze in 162 but with some double headers and some slightly larger rosters and and do something like that then you just kind of stick i mean anywhere you're gonna have to stick the trade deadline roughly halfway through the season right but there still needs to be a trade deadline and there still needs to be a possibility for trades and for teams to especially if guys are still going to be free agents and you've got this whole Nolan Arenado situation you know teams need to be able to maneuver in and around that it's part of the game you can't just bring back baseball not any of the business of baseball so yeah I, I mean you you've you've got to do that um let's see here uh, Lisa asks, what's going on with the bar? Uh, you know, right now it's just, it's just rough. It's just not, it's just sitting there waiting for us to to come back. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be amazing when we do come back. I'll tell you that much. It's going to be amazing. And another thing that's going to be amazing when it comes back is Colorado Raptors rugby. I don't know if you've ever checked out rugby, but it is awesome. Uh, Colton Strickler is our guy here on the DNVR beat. Uh, he does a fantastic job with the podcast. He'll take you through some 101 so you can learn the game. He'll get you interviews with players. He'll, he's got all kinds of great stuff to help you learn about it, to help you love it and enjoy it. It's really easy to jump into if you're new. It's the perfect time to learn something new because rugby is starting to come back around the world. So if you just need some live sports uh, go listen to the DNVR Raptors podcast as soon as you're done listening to this. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, you'll learn all about it. You'll have a lot of fun. And there will be sports back in your life at least a little bit. All right. Will says, I saw somewhere that shortened season would affect those games played contracts by the same percentage of games removed. See, that makes sense to me. And I think that that would be fair. Uh, I can see why the players union wouldn't want to agree to something like that, because take, for example, Brian Shaw and put aside any, you know, fan feeling as much as you can put aside personal feelings about Brian Shaw. Um, it, it is in bad taste and you get in a lot of trouble as a team. If you were to say, throw him out there for 35 games and he's doing okay but not terrible and then you cut him right before he gets to that 40 game mark um the the players association would file a grievance and rightfully so they would say he was cut just so they didn't have to honor the contract even though he belonged on the team uh was at least good enough to be there uh, as as they proved by pitching him for 35 innings you know stuff like that and doing this could just exacerbate that problem, right? You you have fewer number of games, and so it would still be reasonable. So let's say they play half a season, and so everyone's stuff gets cut in half, which means Brian Shaw makes needs to make twenty appearances. Well, that now that's very few, and if you're trying to be earnest about you know, the Rockies still aren't 100% sure about who could take over for him in the bullpen. Is he one of their six, five or six best relievers? No. Is he seventh or eighth? 
arguably, I think the Players Association could make that argument that he certainly belongs on the roster as much as Tyler Kenley or or some of these other guys that have been brought in. Uh, the, uh, Jose Mujica, blanking on some of the names now because it's been a minute. Um, but so let's say the Rockies go, well, well we got to see if he's got anything left. And he did have the resume. And he was better at Coors last year. And now we're kind of taking the whole Coors thing away. So maybe the cutter's just going to play because we're playing all the games down in Florida. You know, if it's a toss-up between him and these other younger guys, you, and they've got options, you want to have more people around. You say, well, okay, we'll give him give him five appearances. Five appearances isn't enough. He could be really good and fool you into thinking that he's good in five appearances, or he could be really terrible and fool you into thinking he's worse than he actually is. So you give him 10. Well, now 10, and you're halfway away from him getting to his vest. And so if you give him 10 and he's mediocre, and then you decide to cut him to bring up someone who's younger and hasn't been really blown away in whatever minor leagues exist during all of this, I guess they're all out playing on the backfields. No idea how the minor league system is going to work during this. But, yeah, then then the Players Association is going to rightfully, you know, even though he's only pitched in 10 games, say, look, you, you got him half the way there. And you pitched him the two years before that. So uh, we we feel like this is a, a grievable situation. And I don't know how an arbiter would, you know, Look at that. Uh, a third-party judge? I don't know. That will be really, really interesting because, yeah, on surface level, Will, I think that that makes a ton of sense, right? Um, and, and I think if you go the other way, then, you know, the, there are going to be players who are in a, a really tight spot as well. Uh, players and teams, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. There's no perfect answer to this. But I, I do think that that's probably the right way to go. And all of these extenuating circumstances will just be need to taken into account in situations like if the Rockies were to pitch Brian Shaw eight games and then cut him. What happens? I don't know. Especially if he's not terrible, terrible. He's terrible, terrible. You know, it's going to make things, uh, yeah, it's going to make things, everything's going to be complicated and weird. And we're all going to have to learn it together. Lisa, I understand that inclination. Uh, she says, if uh, I don't want a season, if fans can't go. Um, I, I do. I, I understand what you're saying. I would rather them play baseball. And yes, mom, I think all games would be on TV or almost all the games would be on TV. Um, they, they'd have to make them readily available for this reason, because fans wouldn't be able to attend. And... Um, you know, I, I just, I, I just would rather have it. Um, but it also needs to be safe and there need to be like tests available and, and it needs to be okayed by the, the medical experts. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I totally understand the inclination to say it's gonna, it's just, I want to go out to the ball game and it's there's the, the song is not, Take me at home to sit on my couch at the ball game. That's not how it goes. <laughs> Take me out there. Go to the ballpark. Be outside on a beautiful summer day. 
the endless sky above you and all the sounds and the smells and the vendors singing in the crowd and the popcorn and the hot dogs and the pizza and the beer and all of it. It's as much a part of the game. I mean, hot dogs were literally invented at a baseball game. These things aren't, they're not immaterial. So I understand where you're coming from. I, I, I don't want to dismiss uh, that feeling at all because I've, I've felt similarly at times like, man, I don't know, like baseball played in front of no fans. You've watched Marlins games, right? They're weird. It's, it's bizarre. It's, um, it wouldn't feel right at the same time. Uh, if it's safe and viable and smart, I think we could all use some baseball to watch in our lives. I, I think that I could use for three or four hours, Commissioner Manfred. I don't care about pace of play now, though, if we're trying to squeeze all these games in, we probably would. But depending on, you know, just to sit there and to focus on a pitcher trying to beat a hitter and a hitter trying to figure out a pitcher and shifts and is the baseball back to being normal and where do you position your outfielders and is this catcher doing a good job blocking balls in the dirt and holding runners and how does this electronic strike zone thing work how does the DH impact teams like the Rockies? It won't have the unique impact I was talking about before with the Coors hangover effect, but do they have a guy like Sam Hilliard who this season might have found himself starting in AAA just so he could get every day at bats because the Rockies were really liking Chris Owings as I think their bench option there. Well, now going back to Will's point earlier in rosters, if you've got 26, 27 guys and you've got a DH, not that I think he can't play defense, but I'll take the six foot five kid who hits the ball 500 feet, please. Charlie Blackman can DH, and Hilliard can get into your lineup and into your outfield. How would that impact the Rockies? I think pretty positively. Where under normal circumstances, they were going to have to leave that kid in AAA, but here's the thing. There's 29 other teams in baseball that also have scenarios somewhat like that. We're going to be, and, and so I just, I want to think about those things. I want to think about the development of Brendan Rogers and Garrett Hampson and whether Ryan McMahon really is ready to become a superstar and, uh, or an all-star and David Dahl's ready to become a superstar. And, you know, I, I just, uh, Herman Marquez, I want to see Herman Marquez and John Gray pitch again. I want to see Kyle Freeland and whether or not he's got it back. Um, I want to see what this new lean, mean machine called Antonio Senzatella is all about. I was so ready. I was getting to the point where I was more excited to watch Antonio Senzatella pitch than anyone else in the organization with what he was doing, with the way he'd been developing his breaking ball, with the absolute overhaul he done on his body and at 25 years old coming into his prime 
I want to watch Antonio Sensatella pitch. You know, Scott Oberg, who just became a closer. Now, were they really going to give the job back to Wade Davis? We don't know. Worst case scenario, Oberg still has a chance to prove that his season of dominance from a year ago and from the end of the one before that or no fluke. And then he's really one of the best relievers in all of baseball. I want to watch Scott Oberg pitch. So yeah, it is. Um, it, it won't be the same. I don't think there's any way, even if they manage to play some games in front of fans, or let me ask about this compromise. What if the regular season, no fans, by the time we get to October, we're ready for a postseason that looks relatively normal, and then we can bring back fans. That would be uh, that would be amazing. I would. I don't know enough about you know. Look, I'm a baseball analyst. I'm not a scientist or any of those things, and you don't expect me to be. But would you know that would be acceptable, right? Play the regular season with no fans, but then let's get a postseason. Get fans out there, especially if the Rockies are in it. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, there's snow on the ground out there. Endeavor Rubber Company is your one-stop shop for anything snow plows. They cut those blades to be any length slotted to mounting for your needs at exact specifications. Go to drcfirst.com slash dnvr. You can get those custom gaskets, houses, numbers 1-800-259-0010. And again, it's drcfirst.com slash DNVR. Make sure to tell them who sent you. Uh, Space Ghost, coast to coast. Uh, my The symbol on my hat, yes, is is our DNVR symbol. That is our, is our other one, just our, our logo. Uh, this week on... Our, at our store, I think the deal is that you get half off any shirt when you buy a hat. So, yeah, and you can see the logos on the sticker pack behind me. Those are like five bucks. Uh, the DMVR logos. Nolan Naranato doing cool stuff. Tony Two Bags. Mustache says Two Bags. Or Don't Dash on the stash. That's right. Two Bags on the hat. Um, yeah, we got a few other... Pretty cool hats. I love this one. I wear it all the time. Uh, probably a bit too much, but I've also just very recently become a hat guy. So, you know, no zealot like a convert. Just like I'm uh, just wearing hats all the time. Uh, but I enjoy this one. We've also got one with just the, the DNVR across it. I like the flag. I think is what we call it, our, our flag. Um, we got to get one with the mascot. Have you guys seen Knucklehead? Uh, Knucklehead, the mascot, is a pretty fun and interesting thing that we've done. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of fun and interesting things that we've done, uh, I hope anyone who's at least mildly interested uh, has <laughs> checked out the DMVR gaming channel. We've done a lot of MLB The Show on there, so there is a lot of baseball content. If you're really just missing it, uh, you can check some. Uh, you know, I'm playing as the Rockies, just going through some stuff. Uh, it's been a whole lot of fun doing that with people, of course. You know, and then when I when I lose, we all lose together and. And you go, oh, you know, the bullpen blew it again. It's just like in real life. So um, that's right, Zach. The Rockies are tied for first in the NL West. No doubt about it. Absolutely true. And and will be for uh, at least a little while here. 
into the season. So who knew? Uh, then, you know, then there are the other questions. Like I've never bought into the idea that um, a June swoon. In fact, I've run through the numbers on this before. It's it's kind of a an urban legend that the Colorado Rockies always go through this swoon in June or, or typically that, that they kind of fall apart in the midsummer months, that it's their modus operandi. If I, if I may bring in some Latin to start strong and then fall apart. And while there's definitely been some seasons where that has been the case, there have been almost as many seasons where they've started poorly and finished strong. Um, when you go back and look at it, I, I do think that June is the month in which they had their worst winning percentage, but like by just barely by, by a statistically insignificant amount, they're not any worse in June uh, than they are really any of the rest of the time. But I do wonder things like that, um, you know, or like uh, the, the, the things we all sort of mostly believe to be true, you know, that the Rockies are going to have a big swoon in the middle of the season, whether it's June or not, do they have this big middle of the season swoon? It sure does feel like they often do. Would that happen in a condensed season? How much of that is related to the travel that the team has to do? That's quite a bit more intensive than most of the other teams in baseball. Um, not being able to beat the Marlins in Miami. You know, they're not playing any games in Miami, you know, or, or just kind of where are some other places that they've struggled, right? St. Louis is a place that this iteration of the team has had a hard time winning games. It used to be Washington until these uh, well, re- actually, two years ago, they handled Washington really well. Last year, their season kind of fell apart in a four-game series at, at the Nationals, who it turned out went on to win the World Series. Um, so I, I just think stuff like that's going to be really interesting, like to watch, you know, like, for example, let's say, like, are they going to play series is, 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 um in this shortened season, let's say for some reason, the Rockies would have a three game set at the Marlins. And I haven't looked at the divisions. Let's just assume that's possible. And it's at the Marlins, which is really just a little bit further away in the Phoenix area at whatever their spring training facility would be. Right. But what if they lose two out of three? What if the Rockies are playing really, really well? And they lose two out of three to the Marlins in a three-game set. Can we say it doesn't even matter that it's not in Florida? The Rockies just can't beat the Marlins on the road? <laughs> like, we will. That's exactly what we'll say. That kind of stuff I think will be fun and weird and interesting and, and different. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm real curious about all those little storylines, you know, players um, that typically perform well in different ballparks that they're not going to be visiting, Um and of course, all the rocky stuff that we've talked about before when it comes to the Coors Field hangover effect and all of that stuff. If almost all of the Rockies hitters have career years, I think we're going to have a strong bit of evidence to suggest that the Coors Field hangover is very real and that it uh, stops guys from reaching their full potential, at least from a, a statistical standpoint. Uh, or it stops certain guys uh, there may be some guys who, you know, it, it doesn't show with, and, and maybe it's more of a, of a true talent revealer. That would be interesting as well. I, I think there's a lot that can be learned from playing even an 80 or 90 game season entirely in Arizona uh, for this team. And I would be beyond fascinated to learn about all of it. 
um, I, I would be I would be very very excited to do that. So I've got to log off now because other people are going to be using the live streaming service. We've got a lot of these live videos going on. So if you're not sure what to do with your quarantine time, if you you feel like you just don't have enough stuff to watch or whatever, be on the lookout for all of this DNVR stuff. Um, we got videos. Uh, we got all the stuff on the Twitch channel. Like I said, uh, if you're into any of the other sports, there's just going to be that much more live video. We're going to have ways to be talking about uh, more TV shows. If you want to do group watches on that, if you haven't swung by the lounge yet, that's our discord chat for members. If you're not familiar with what discord is, it's basically just a, a chat room. That's easy to navigate where you can come hang out with us. And if you just want to hang out with the Rockies people, you just go into that room and it'll be me and however, and Patrick and, and a bunch of the, the Rockies fans that, you know, here from Twitter or Facebook or wherever else you may know them, or maybe you'll get to meet some new people. But if you're a member, just go to the site, the dnvr.com and find the lounge. You'll be able to find the invite to the discord there. And then you can come on, talk to us, ask us questions, talk to each other, uh, figure things out. It just, it just creates for an excellent community. And it'd be great to have anybody who hasn't yet gotten involved in there. And then if you're into the gaming stuff, if you're into TV in our regular members chat lately, people have just been showing pictures of their dogs. And so, you know, you can do that. Come show us a picture of your dog, your cat or, or whatever. And so, you know, we're all trying to get through this stuff together. And I think this is one of the ways we can do that. You can give us suggestions on what other kind of content that you wanted to see. Um, and yes, uh, while the innocent, the, the whole DNVR team is working on NFL draft coverage. I don't know anything about college football and I know very little about the modern NFL, but I will be helping out. I'll be scouring for comments and fun quotes and be providing them to the people doing the live show. Um, you probably won't see me on camera during that event. But I'll be running around behind the scenes trying to provide people with quotes, transcribing things, uh, kind of checking out the coverage, uh, hopping on Twitter or in the Discord. That's probably where I'll be a lot is in our Discord chat, seeing what all of you are talking about and kind of picking out whatever I think are the best things that RK and Zach and Mace need to hear because they're the experts. And I'll say, hey, yo, Wild the Innocent was on the Discord and he had this thought about the guy that the Broncos picked and you haven't talked about it yet so here's the the thing and i'll throw it to them and, and then they'll talk about it on the air so that'll be my job during coverage i think it's going to be a whole lot of fun and yeah those are the kinds of things that we're really excited uh to be doing and like uh for example like if you're not into video games at all you can still follow and sub to our twitch channel because one of the things we're going to be doing is just like game games just like sort of um jackbox games and uh, you know, like board games that we can all play with each other. And it's not you come to watch us play MLB the show, which some people have enjoyed that, but I can understand why some people would not. Uh, but you can come and 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 play a game with us and, and do trivia. And we're going to be doing a lot of that stuff. Uh, we're, we're working on some Rockies trivia right now so that we can, I don't know if you guys have seen the DNBA show that they do where They've basically been bringing a fan on uh, once or twice a week and, and running through a series of questions, kind of in a who wants to be a millionaire fashion. And if you get to a certain level, 
then you win a shirt though no one's won the shirt yet i think they've maybe done some sticker packs i'm not sure we're going to be putting together stuff like that but with rocky's trivia and just random trivia or playing jeopardy or family feud together online uh, so just make sure that you're following all the social media stuff like i said even if you're not a gamer you probably want to follow that twitch channel because that's where you'll be able to come and play games with us not hardcore video games we're talking about like silly fun things that we can all do that anyone can do that the whole family can do together uh it's gonna be super super cool so Make sure you're following all that. Make sure you get your uh, merch situation taken care of. You're subscribed to the DNVR.com. You're continuing to remain absolutely awesome. I will continue to remain absolutely Drew Priestman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.